the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Fifi Box. Good morning, everybody. It's me. It's Fifi Box. She's hey. in a bit early. Have you put on any more weight since... Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I haven't? But I haven't lost any. Oh, look. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll find out what Ed Cavalier's housemates think of him. We'll ask, uh, has Jeff Fennick just taken one too many to the scone? An appalling TV. How many fatalities now are we up to? On that skating program. <laughs> we'll see if we can find out. It's all coming up along with, uh, well, the fray, hunters and collectors, the chilli peppers. Mm. It's all courtesy of the team at Get This. They're often sleep deprived because they can't be sleeping properly in those circumstances. They often have some alcohol in them and they're feeling quite stressed. So they're engineered to be up there all the time and bouncing and, and, and not thinking clearly. That's the fine young cannibals. Good morning, yeah. everybody. It is Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Myself, Tony Martin, Ed Cavalier. Hi. He's sitting there, and of course, Fifi Box. She's uh, coming <laughs> early. And just before we get started, Fifi, <clears throat> I don't know if you're aware, we're now brought to you by the award winning Mercedes Benz Vito. Oh, that's. Oh. That's very <laughs> la di da. It is, although. <laughs> I like it. That suggests organised crime. I'm not sure if that's a good idea at all. Yeah, it does. <laughs> although, that's quite good. Just take it down for a sec. That'd be quite good to have in the veto, just to intimidate other vans. There you go. If there's just a gap between two yeah. vans at the lights, yeah. and you just pull in, the other vans become aware of... Yeah. Yeah. How many horse heads can you get in the back of a veto, Tony? It just lets them know. <laughs> be careful. It's the veto. It is legal. And it's at a top normal van price. Great. Safety features. Other things. Ignore me. Program going to air. Fifi, thanks for coming in. Oh, my pleasure, Tone. I wouldn't have missed it. I haven't seen Ed. He's come back Hi. from his sojourn. Yeah. The only guy I know in radio who, after four weeks in a job, goes on holiday for three weeks. <laughs> Most of us never leave this chair because if you go on a holiday, it's radio suicide. You come back and Gavin Wood's sitting there. Yes. But, um, and also, Tone, I feel bad. I nearly let you down this morning. How? How would that happen? Well, I nearly didn't make it. Because? Because... I got hit by a car. Oh, oh, no! You've stolen that off me. <laughs> no, I know. Well, that's what I was thinking. As the car hit me, I thought, remember Tone was saying when he had that car accident, he, uh, good material. I that's just thought, even I before <laughs> the car hit my car, I'm going, is this two or three brakes? Yeah. I reckon I can take the morning off if this happens properly. So I know. How, what how are you, you all right? I'm, I'm okay. Look, to be honest, it's the third time it's happened to me in the last few years. Really? It's. I was walking. I go for a morning walking? walk. Yes, I go for a morning <laughs> walk. Problem. Um, and I got up particularly early this morning because I wanted to come in here to, to see you guys. And um, it was quite dark. And I was walking along a footpath and a car reversed into me. Oh, oh. high speed? Well, no, it was at probably at 0.5 kilometres an hour. It was just, only a tap. Just as but, well because you've seen those ads. If you knock yes. off five and give her a bruised leg. <laughs> I know. Well, I didn't even get a bruise. I perhaps got a little... It was well, A bruise might eventuate over the next few days. Right. But this has happened a few times. Is there legal action uh, pending? Well, I don't know. I did take the number plate. Did um, I get yeah. out and say anything? No, or? I didn't. Oh, he did, but I, I just kept walking. Oh, okay. I, I, really, I thought I was going to walk through it, and it's embarrassing to have been hit by a car. <laughs> oh, so I well, didn't. I, <laughs> I mean, maybe I should have seen his reverse lights. Or it is quite cold. There was, you know, steam off the um, exhaust oh, pipe. Mm. But, um, yeah, I just think there should be a campaign. I think the TAC the RTA need to get on this. Mm. Needs, what about a campaign for pedestrians on footpaths? Yes, that's I mean, true. you know, I understand that you know there are there are other priorities, perhaps. Mm. 
that well, woman who got the bru- you know could have had the bruised leg yeah, on well, that ad. A lot of uh, because they have the giant sized uh, four wheel drive, so they don't know yeah, what's going yeah. on. Exactly. You know, a couple but, of stories below. Yes. They're reversing. <laughs> but and Steve, I, how many people do you think per year are getting backed into? At when they're standing in someone's driveway. Well, this is the thing. It's happened to me three times well, in three years. So that's you. You're, you. Yeah. Once it's highlighted with an elaborate campaign, in, the cases will start coming out of the woodwork. Exactly. I don't know if you're the exception of the rule. <laughs> <laughs> might be part, we, might, we might dovetail that tone when we talk to the <laughs> listeners. Oh. Have you been reversed into? Oh, I've had a lot of people call up saying, bring back the dovetail. Yeah, yeah. Because the <laughs> show just isn't yeah. blowing out. Right. It's just not getting long it's enough. It's not confusing enough. It's not yeah. going into the next show enough. <laughs> so, Fief, a victim of... A car oh, accident. I guess that's a car. It's a limited <laughs> car accident. Yeah. Wow. I love. I want to meet the guy who does that line in that ad. I'm, I'm not sure if it's only in Victoria, but it's. Have you got it there, the, the bloke? Which which line? Well, there used to be an ad years ago where a van drove into a truck. Oh, yeah, remember that, was, that one? Yeah, no, that was and it was the most spectacular accident. And they obviously could only do one take. Yeah. And the whole campaign was undermined by the extremely hammy yes. dropping of the shoulders work of the guy who gets yeah, out of the truck yeah, and goes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> And you just oh, we can never do that again. But, now, the, but they're the best drama on television. Those like accident ads are mm. the most like you know gripping drama that we have. And until you recognise one of the actors oh, as a, ha, who had a bit part on Blue Healers or something, <laughs> I mean that always ruins those ads. Oh, there's a Secret Thornton's doing one now. I think she's just dead body in car crash. Right. That's pretty much all the work that's going at the that's moment. A fine job. Have we not got it there? It's a great because it's a spectacular accident, and then the guy just goes. And he just gave her a bruised leg. <laughs> and you go, knock off five and give someone a bruised leg, Australia. Do win, the win. right thing. Win, win. Oh, here, here it is. Well, let's change one small thing. There we go. Now he's doing 60. And this time, he hits her at only five kilometres per hour. And she'd just have a bruised leg. The difference is just five Ks. There you go, sensible. Is that you? Did they get you in to do that voice? I'd love to have done that one. And Mr. Martin, what do we know you for? And she'd just have a bruised leg. Brilliant. <laughs> Gold Logie. <laughs> Do you remember uh, the one with um, that, that RDL via uh, TAC with Dr. Carl? And he had like his loud shirt with the, the animated clocks on it. Oh, that's safety. Are you trying to take it seriously? <laughs> Micro sleeps one. We, yes. we had Dr. Carl or Martin Malloy once and we said, what is the deal with the shirts, buddy? And he goes, my wife makes them all. Really? It's like Alfred making Batman's costumes. Yeah. <laughs> He's just sitting at home. Free effects are coming in. Just one quick thing. Last yeah. time you were here, mm. apart from uh, putting on weight at a health farm, <laughs> you told us that you'd been approached. Or I don't know. If, was it by the station or by Hooters themselves? It was to by be, the station. Uh, by the people here. Yeah, the people here, um, obviously in negotiations with Hooters. For you to be the... suggested I be the ambassador. And what happened there? Nothing? Uh, I... I Put an end to it pretty quickly <laughs> at this end. <laughs> I see. <laughs> but wow. I have seen photos of the Hooters girls. Yeah, yeah. And I love the hand <laughs> yeah, move that you're say. doing. <laughs> I was going to say, just lacking a bit of hoot. Oh. <laughs> oh. I just would have assumed. I love it though. Yeah. In, in as much as you know, I, I don't think you should. Ne- you need hoot to work at Hooters. You do. You've got to be high on the hoot scale. <laughs> yeah. So if you had been the ambassador, you would have kicked some ass. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, ladies. <laughs> Put a bit of an effort in. Well, I just should mention that I'm afraid it's a sad day at Hooters. Uh, Robert Brooks, the chairman of Hooters Corp. <laughs> Sorry. He's dead, I'm oh. afraid. He's died at the age of 69. It was unclear how Mr. Brooks died. Suffocation would be my guess. <laughs> 
But oh, hang on. That'll be played as the coffin is lowered. So the breasts are at half mast today. Yeah. That's probably why they were unimpressive when you You're saw right. them. They that were in mourning. <laughs> All right. Enough breast talk for one program. Uh, more coming up. I'll get this. That's the Chili Peppers down in California here at Get This on Triple M where Fifi Box is sitting in. Yeah, Very look. comfortably making myself at home. Not yeah. doing a lot of work though. Is that a problem? No, that's no, no, we so You've got a lot of stuff and I didn't really bring much. We don't expect. You've got to save the good stuff for the shebang. Oh, yeah, really? Heard in all states except South Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For reasons we too ugly to canvas on the program. What's coming up today? Coming up today, too you early are. Today. Oh, I am. I you hope so. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yes, I am on. It's Excellent. Right. I'm now on every second Tuesday. Ooh. I know. And it's a great opportunity to play the sketches that people want to hear again. I know. That we can't put on the podcast because of copyright music issues. Yeah. Exactly. And I think we've Marty's actually requested a sketch today. Is it the... Oh, oh. I And it's, br- it's the brilliant one. I mean, you, oh, was there, there was a brilliant one. I think it was in 1997. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was good, year good. good year for you, Good year for you. It's uh, it's Jim. What is it? What's his name? Jim Care. Jim Care from Jim Care. Lead singer of Simple Minds dismissed the Whitlam government, as we discovered. (laughs) It's that one. It's that Simple Minds sketch. If you want to hear that again, that'll be on the shebang. How's that? So I'm on this show with you. Plugging my appearance on your show. Don't you love that all I've got to plug is what you're bringing? <laughs> I mean, what does that say about me? There must be more going on in the world. Now, obviously, there's war in the Middle East and uh, not really a fit subject for comedy. Uh, but I, I did notice there is there's one group of people in the whole world who I think are laughing about the bombing of Lebanon, and that's the people chasing Tony Mockbell. <laughs> They must just be going, sucked in, man! <laughs> just picturing Fat Tony running down a street with bombs going off, going, get me back to Australia! <laughs> but nothing else amusing there. No. Hope I didn't offend anyone. They're uh, looking for a new head of the British spy agency. Oh, really? Yeah, you know how, like, they're, they're, li- they're likening it to Q in the Bond films. Well, that's M, really, is the one in charge. No, well, I knew you'd say that, Tony, because I got it wrong. It's the guy uh, in charge of the defence science, the gadget. Oh, the gadgets! Yeah, so they're looking for a new gadget man. Now, <laughs> apparently he's not into, like, you know, laser pens and all that sort of stuff. Oh. Yeah, I know. The outgoing uh, head, his big um, contribution to the world of spy tools, he invented a listening device you could disguise as a rock. <laughs> a rock with a little speaker on it, essentially. Yep. <laughs> and that's all he contributed. Hey, well, that's his claim. That's his big one. Okay. Hello. So, he, you know, you show up. Isn't that like the one that they found? Remember they found that in Russia somewhere in Vladivostok, just in the street? Someone just kicked it over and there was like a microphone in there. (laughs) You're going, what conversations were you hoping to tape in the middle of this street? Like it's an extraordinary coincidence to engineer that. Yeah, so that's it. So the job's open. If you're out there, you know. Do you think somebody took that job or, in fact, that guy that's now retired, do you think they would actually look to perhaps... Maxwell Smart to get ideas? Do you think you <laughs> actually looked to, like Inspector Gadget and go, I mean, I know it's a cartoon, but perhaps, you know, yeah, we could say do that some sometimes, of Sometimes, you know, people, science fiction films influence, you know, like military mm. advancements and stuff. But we've come as far as we can go. I mean, a listening device is a rock. <laughs> so hang on, Fifi, your idea is they're going to cast people based on whether they look like someone off the telly. <laughs> Yeah, that guy looks like Ed Platt. <laughs> Get him in. Yeah. Well, nicely. All of his gadgets were so dangerous. It was always a watch. And yeah. If you just happened to press the wrong button, your hand would be blown off. <laughs> Very poor work yeah, from yeah, Q, well, you know. I thought. Mm. Uh, speaking of listening devices, mm. uh, do you watch The Big Brother? Now, I know on the 
the shebang, you guys don't really get into it, do you? No, I don't watch it. I've mm. never watched an episode. No. No. We've been conducting our own experiment. Uh, David from the Big Brother house. Oh, the very handsome yeah. man with the long hair. Don't pretend you don't know Ed. <laughs> You've been living with him. Have I? <laughs> You've been living with him. Have I now? Have a listen to what he's got to say about you. <laughs> David. You've been living with Ed Cavalli for 12 weeks now. I understand you want him out. Do you have reasons? Um, for several reasons, but the main reason that really gets my goat is that he walks around with his jolly pants hanging right down and I tell him so many times that it's I don't like seeing his bum and seeing all the other stuff and he still walks around like it and also he um, doesn't say he cuts himself short when he's telling us... David. What? I don't care if Ed cuts himself short. What is your real problem with him? His personality, because he keeps his pants hanging down, and I don't like him seeing all that stuff and other stuff, but I'm still going to say the other stuff. No, that's complete gobbledygook. Tell us something about Ed we might not know. He, he's got a really, really good voice when he sings, and then he doesn't sing. when I, Like, the other night we were listening to him sing, and then it took forever for him to sing a song. I was waiting up for him to sing a song. No, that's way too gay for me. If I'm going to evict Ed, I need solid reasons. Um, that, th there's heaps of reasons, not just one. And then he also, he spends way too much time on his outward appearance trying to set him out and set himself up as a punk rocker, and I don't like punk rockers. That's true, that does take up a lot of his time. And I don't like the fact that he spends so much time on his outward appearance when I think he should be spending a lot more time on giving himself to me as a housemate and telling me about his life and stuff, but he keeps too much of that inside and he's more... David, Yes. I don't think the pants and the singing and... Well, to be honest, I tuned out after that, but I don't think they're very good reasons. They're really good reasons. Face it, you're secretly in love with Ed Cavalier. Yeah, but uh, his pants are hanging down. That's annoys the hell out of me. You're obsessed with him. He completes you. Oh. Go and take a cold shower. Mate, <laughs> Gee, Ed, I didn't know the feelings were running that high. I just, uh, I hate having my pants pulled up. What can I say? Can about? I just take you back to your jolly pants? <laughs> your jolly yeah, pants? Well, your jolly pants. What are jolly pants? Well, my serious pants I keep uh, sort of a little bit higher up, but my jolly pants, they're hanging low, thief. Yeah. They're swinging low. Therefore, people can see, quote, your stuff. Well, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff I keep down there that I, just, I feel like it needs a bit of air, you know what I'm saying? And I do have a lovely singing voice. Some people describe me as an angel that swallowed a bell, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, but it went down the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was singing Smack My Bitch Up and some people didn't like it. You know? <laughs> well, we'll have more stuff coming up soon. Get this. I don't like it and it frustrates the hell out of me. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M. It is Triple M. Let's get this and... All right, Tim Finn. Off you go. All right, wind it up, split ends. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's get this on Triple M around the nation. Myself, Tony Martin. Richard Marsland still pushing buttons. In case you're wondering. Uh, Ed Cavalis here, obviously, and Fifi right. Box is co-hosting. It's Rove Night. What are you doing tonight, Richard? I yeah. think I am, actually. <laughs> Come on. I think I am on Rove tonight. Yes. In some sort of knife amnesty sketch that uh -huh. someone wrote. And, Who are you? Uh, I'm a businessman who gets mugged. Not bad. I don't want to give away too much of the really? punchline. Yeah. Right. What break will that be in? 
If people want to <laughs> set their videos. It could be in first segment, maybe in the desk, sit down after monologue. Have you got any words? No, no words, oh. but I, I burst through a pack of people with a briefcase. It's great fun. Oh. And I have to do a bit of a stunt fall onto the pavement. Oh, oh falling. Hilliard is watching his back. White. <laughs> a white ant. Richard White Ant Marsland. Oh, Coley. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for stories in the paper we can talk about. Now, you know, I know on the shebang, Fifi, yes. uh, in all states except South Australia, you have the German files. Yes, we do, because we realised, I mean, we started finding stories out of Germany and then it never ended. It was just mm. an endless source of fodder for the show, so no, it deserved its, its own it's, title. You only do the segment so Marty can sing that song. <laughs> He, he does love his song. <laughs> I sing along in the car to Marty's German files. Uh, we always we go well. Germany's taken the shebang. Have got that covered. The Netherlands. That's where we get. Oh, oh really? Yeah. That's where the wackiest stuff that's, happens. Yeah. Now, obviously, see. well, this isn't funny. No. Somebody's set up a political party that's uh, pro-pedophilia. Not going to make any jokes about that. Not no. funny. But I love how someone's just thrown in as well while we're there mm. offending people with our ideas. Mm. Sex with animals. Let's have the sex with animals party. Is that what it's called? It's called the Brotherly Love, Freedom and Diversity Party. Now, see that? I, and I wouldn't assume, if I saw that name on a ballot, that that's what they're into. Animals? Yeah. Really? No. <laughs> Well, they want to lower the age of consent. Let's stay away from that. But yeah. what, where do you go, hey, um, oh, look, you know, I really want to express my ideas in a political party. Yeah. Sex with animals. <laughs> Viva la revolution. <laughs> and why call it brotherly love? Yeah. yeah. What's, uh, I mean, I so how are they going? Is there an election coming up? That I don't know, but I don't want to see their ad. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all they've got in their campaign? That's the only thing they're worried about. Forget global warming. Yeah, yeah not going to happen. Healthcare, no. Whatever. Peak oil, not a problem. Not going to happen. Let's just get some animals in here. <laughs> Party down. God. Wow. I hope they're not targeting those animals you like, Ed. At the end of the oh, news. Oh, no. Were they like, you know, you know, FIFA, like a horse makes friends with a cat. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, you like it I as well. I do ah. like that. Oh, the little lambs are being born for spring. Yeah. In the Netherlands, that's all that is is a potential threesome. That's all that is. <laughs> that's appalling. I shouldn't talk about that. Oh, oh. Thanks, Netherlands. That's just wrong. Let's talk about Jeff Finnick. Now, we've got to be careful. Yeah. Hasn't been to court yet. No. May not be guilty. No. We're not here to talk about whether he's guilty or not. That's for others. Mm. I just want to have a listen to the man talk. Here we go. Because I can't get enough of it. He was on a current affair last night and they showed him the security camera footage from what may or may not be a shoplifting incident. Mm. And have a listen to the words of Jeff Finnick. They don't know me, so before anybody makes comment, you don't know me. See what I do, see what I give the charity that nobody knows about rather than taking off an institution who um, who mark up the you know, 500% and rob us. I, I didn't do that. I've got nothing to do with that. Nothing at all. Hang on, so... Wait a second. So, <laughs> if he did steal it, which he probably didn't, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. That's for others to decide. Yeah. He's saying that it's because it's an institution that marks up 500% this shop? That's a, uh, that's a, a proper defence these days. I'm too scared to talk. I actually, I'm, I'm worried I'm going to get into trouble here. Yeah, don't but say anything. It's very interesting that he would go to to the public with um to explain himself. It's just that is odd. In front right. of the footage that that one might assume looks very much like he might be taking or might not be or might yeah. not be. But if he um, were, it's some kind of Robin Hood act, apparently. <laughs> Have a listen to the advice his brother-in-law gave him before going to the shop. What are you looking at there when you? Keep looking above the door. I told Frank that there's there's, uh, Frank, there's a camera in the shop. 
If you've stolen it, don't, don't take nothing. Just as he's about to steal another watch. Well, mate, like I said to you, well, I can't tell him what to do, but I told him there was a camera. I told him that my brother-in-law told me that there was a camera in the stool and, you know, not to, not to take nothing. It's odd advice to give someone before going into a shop, isn't it, okay. mate? There's a camera in there, yeah. so don't steal anything. Yeah. Well, I think if Jeff knows that Frank has a penchant for stealing watches, yeah. he shouldn't be taking him into that shop. Well, Frank is a bloke who's already been convicted, and he was just sitting there staring at a fixed spot on the wall. Yes, whatever Jeff reckons. Absolutely. Uh, and, of course, part of uh, Jeff's problem is that uh, by being arrested, the police apparently have been disloyal to him. What do you mean? Have a listen. You sure this is about three watches? Or is this, again, a, a, about this guy who was supposed to be fiercely loyal to Australia? Where's my loyalty? Where's the loyalty from, from Australia? Where's the loyalty from the Australian police force that, that I do any drug commercials for and get my house egged and bombed every day? Dear, oh dear. So, so now loyalty is a is a prerequisite. You have to actually be loyal. I'm not is sure it because of his boxing stuff. People have been egging his who's egging his house every day because watch lovers. <laughs> I don't understand. Mark up lovers. <laughs> lovers of expensive clothing. I don't understand. But this is the bit I really wanted to play. This is him trying to explain himself to the reporter. To see if he can make head or tail of this. There's not not a crime at all. Like I said, I can, I can be with Frank today and tell him to shoot you. If he shoots you, and I, and I didn't mean to tell him, I'm just joking. They shoot me, you know? Just say he shot you. Don't shoot me, Frank. That's for sure. But I'm just saying, if I told Frank to jump off the I've told you, mucking around at the front of the Harbour Bridge, you jump off the Harbour Bridge and you jump. I don't want you to jump off the Harbour Bridge. <laughs> Obviously, when you're boxing, you take a few blows to the head, wouldn't you? Yeah, Some. yeah. Does that have any effect on people? Uh, Being punched in the head repeatedly? <laughs> I think it might. I mean, that's the thing about boxing. I go, well, just one punch to the head. Mm. That'd do, you know, do me for life. Mm. In boxing, you're just constantly being punched in the head, aren't you? Uh, totally. I think, is it wrong? Is it, is it, am I going to get into trouble to say, by saying that I think Jeff might be slightly confused? I think Wait that's allowed. <laughs> Wait a second. To sum up, if I was to shoot... Hang on. If I tell Frank to shoot you, Fifi... Mm. Right? Yeah. And then we're off to the Harbour Bridge, and I yeah. tell you to jump off the Harbour Bridge. You don't want me to jump off the Harbour Bridge. Because I'm only kidding. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> That's all we can say. <laughs> That's the fray over my head here. Get this on Triple M. Fifi Box is with us today. Uh, do you like uh, altitudes, high altitudes, Fifi? I'm not very good with altitudes or heights. Well, we're going up there. <laughs> Are you appalled by anything, Fifi? I... Oh. At the moment, what's getting your goat? At the moment... Look, I had a taxi driver that got my goat this morning. Oh, really? I'm what not sure if I should tell this story. So you've been run over. <laughs> yes, oh, I yeah. got hit by a car this morning. And now a cab driver goat getting incident. Yeah, yeah, I was in a taxi and the taxi driver um, was clearly not happy with his fares for the morning and he oh. thought he'd been ripped off and... Oh, I thought you meant his and... fares that he was wearing. <laughs> Sorry. His fares so far and he... um. He'd only had a few five dollars, six dollar fares, so he was rabbiting on about it. And then he said, "Um, you know, if I don't, if I, if I don't get any fares in the next hour, I'm going to have to just stand on the side of the street, um, in an area of town that's, you know, quite familiar with street walkers." Oh yes. He said, "I'm just going to stand by the curb and spread my bum cheeks." There you go. <laughs> now, I don't need that at quarter past eight in the morning. Yeah. I mean, I and I don't, I actually don't need that at all ever. That would attract custom <laughs> to his cab. You know, I was thinking of just walking to work this morning, but check out that bloke's spread ass cheeks. <laughs> Let's go for a drive. <laughs>
So they caught my goat early. But, but other than that... I'm, oh, I'm, that, I'm open to what's getting your goat. That's appalling. Well, first, we're going to talk about shocking TV again because there's always shocking TV. But I was watching the news last night, and this is in Victoria. There's the beautiful Botanic Gardens, mm. and it's about to be licensed. They're turning it into a pub, basically, oh, nice. uh, due to popular demand. Neighbours aren't happy. Here's what one of the neighbours had to say. We've had a lot of problem with drunks. We've had a lot of people urinating on our gardens, um, people that hide in the trees to fornicate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, at least they're hiding. All right. <laughs> they're not openly fornicating. I had no idea there was so much action in the botanical garden. <laughs> if you're visiting Melbourne, get down there. Great. For beer and fornication. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. No, it's something that's slightly disturbing me. I don't know if anyone's got the Adelaide Advertiser, but mm. they've got the wedding photographs. Yes. And I, I, I think it's slightly appalling the amount of people who are clearly marrying <laughs> members of their own family. This bit will be cut out by the time this goes to we're in Adelaide. Well, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just putting this out. I'm planting a seed in the listeners' heads. Right. Everyone just start having a quick look at the wedding photographs. Mm. Uh, and just, I just think, Fief, don't tell me those two people. What? Don't look like brothers. You know, I wouldn't have noticed home. it, but now that you've brought my attention <laughs> to it, they are, mm. yes, very similar. <laughs> what I'll do now is I'll just give, hang on, just this. Allegedly. Ah, oh, sorry. Yeah, and they right. can just add, put that in oh, when it good, goes yeah, out yeah. of their life. <laughs> They'll clean up the mess at their end. There's a half hour time difference for them good, to sort that good, one out. Good, good. I'm not saying it's just happening there. I'm saying look out in the newspapers around the country. What's going on on that skating program? Now, we oh, is said, everyone Is everyone uh, gravely injured yet? Every, I think everyone's down. <laughs> everyone's gone down with good, some good. kind of injury. And they said, you know, early on, we flagged this. We said, you don't want to do that. It's shoes with knives. Yeah. That's what skating is. On right? hard, hard ground that's slippery. Knives yes. on your shoes. Someone's yeah. going to lose some fingers. Someone has uh, oh, really? not lost their fingers, oh. but Michael Slater, a oh. cricketer, was lucky not to lose any fingers after a tendon was severed when his partner Whoa. skated over his hand. Whoa. Uh, How did it score? How'd that move score, though? <laughs> oh, it's, it's going round <laughs> the old, promo. The old tendon sever. It's got sizzle. Gian <laughs> yeah. Rooney has been forced out of the show after severely dislocating her ankle in Whoa. a training accident. And then there's just a picture of, look, all of the injuries. You've got uh, Jackie Kelly, head injury. Who's uh, Jackie Kelly? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Jake Wall, no Who's idea. Who's Jake Wall? Who's Jake, Jake Wall? Is Jennifer Hawkins, our ex Miss Universe, right. his boyfriend? Oh, okay. And what's he so, ever done? Well, he's been her boyfriend. I think that's probably <laughs> enough. He's done a fine job. Uh, yeah. Sliced chest for him. You've got Jules Lund, bruised spine. Annalise Brackensack, fractured rib. <laughs> what? Um, what else? If you could do him at Brereton, bruised hip. Wow. Uh, Anyone unscathed? No, uh, Lara Bingle, bruising. Wow. Doesn't say what part of her body. Possibly what I understand are known in the industry as the Bingle. <laughs> uh, Trisha Broadbridge. Who's that? No idea. Two bad falls, apparently. Do you know what, though? Have you seen the Have you seen the actual sort of posters that are up on bus stops for the show? They're all people covered in cuts exactly. and bruises. Exactly. So what? I think that we needed uh, to expect this. In fact, there's one of Lara Bingle in an, a tiny, eeny, weeny bikini yes. uh-huh. holding an ice pick. <laughs> and she's, she's actually swinging it over her head. Now the show's so, getting interesting. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> oh, hang on. You were right, Ed. Today host Carl Stefanovic is the only contestant not to have suffered. Well, wow, that's because he's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> he's animatronic and he can't hurt animatronics. Is he a robot with human feelings though? No. I know you hate no him. No chance. We hate it when no the robots cry. Emissions. <laughs> no crying robots on this show. <laughs> so, well, well, what, is that suspicious though? He's think? a robot. He can't hurt robots. <laughs> 
Is he, uh, it was maybe. interesting, though, in other sort of scenarios mm. involving his life at the moment, he's also unscathed. Oh, so he's maybe some kind he's... of Tonya Harding yeah. figure. <laughs> oh, hang on. Really? Is that what's going on? I reckon. I'm willing to say that. What's it called, this program? How do you win? How do you win? and Dean's Dancing on Ice? Dancing. They've got the word dancing. Yeah, yeah. They've obviously gone, we won't go with Skating with the Stars. No. That'd be too blatant. I know. Well, so they used Channel 9 a few years, 18 months ago, had Celebrities on Ice. Oh, right. With yeah. the, I remember Kimberly Davies was on there. And how did that end? That just refers to remember. people like Pete Smith, I think. Yeah. <laughs> He's been on Ice for years. So how do you win, Tone? How do, you, how do, we, how do we win this show? What, we, what happens? Oh, you mean on our show? No, no. <laughs> how do you win get this <laughs> uh, on the skating program. Yeah, don't know. In the skating program, well, someone would have to actually watch it. Judge, is Todd McKenney involved? Um, no, I don't know. There'd be a judge. There are judges. Are there? I'm led to believe this. No, I think they're just hosts. Uh, what? But they're the it only is. people who know about skating. Has anyone <laughs> seen this program? Richard Marza. <laughs> Apparently it's on. Yeah. You should probably <laughs> check it out. It's, 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 it's on tonight. Sec, Do I see the injuries? Do I, I mean, because I will watch if there's a good chance that I will see a big fall. Do I get to see it or is it all behind the scenes? That's all it is. It's just injuries now. Well, that's okay. It's now just we're getting somewhere. a montage of severed tendons, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> all right, how does this affect our listeners? Well, we want to know what's appalling you on the TV. Yeah. People are always appalled by things they've seen on TV. Mm. Now's your chance to call up, speak to Fifi Box, ask her about... Um, her bruised knee. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Channel 9, speaking of shocking TV, and I don't know whether people would agree with this, because it was sh- it's actually Channel 9 on 10 o'clock, so I think it might be 10 o'clock on Wednesday or Thursday, mm. um, a program called Shock Docs. What's that? And it's actually, that? well, last, um, it is, it's Wednesday night, last Wednesday night, it was um, people who were eating themselves to death. And it was people who were like 350 kilos oh. eating themselves to death. And I know that this week it's about people who date amputees. <laughs> oh, they're shock- actually- oh, they're shockumentaries. Yes, yeah, so it's ah, shockumentaries. shockumentaries. I love a shockumentary. And so these amputees, they're ex-contestants on skating <laughs> with the stars, presumably. <laughs> Give us a call. What's appalling you on the TV? one triple three five three. That'd be hunters and collectors. Holy grail. Here, get this. Quickly, climb the mountain. Hurry. Fifi Box is with us as we ask what's up for you on the TV. What do you got, Eddie? Yes, hello, Matt. <laughs> good morning. Uh, tell us now. Every, a lot of people have called about this. Sally, Les, and your good self, Matt, talk us through it. I must say, a lot of TV doesn't shock me, but this one. Oh, <laughs> I've seen some bad TV. I don't know if you, if you saw it last night, but on SBS they had a doctor. Yep. I don't know if he's even a doctor, well, but he had a whole lot of cadavers. Yeah. Apparently these cadavers are his mates. Right. And he cuts them open just yeah. to show how the human body works. Oh, well, so he, he thinks he's helping people, but... <laughs> what did you say he gets his friends around to do this? No, these are his friends. The dead bodies are his friends. Oh, he's, oh so he's chopping up his own friends. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they signed some sort of clause, but, um, yeah. yeah, he's saying, well, this is Pat, and I knew Pat recently. But, oh, uh, I actually knew them before they yeah. were yeah, 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 cadavers. Yeah. Yes, yes, he did. Um, so he's and but then oh, they've also got a, a nutty person that stands there as well. So they show um, the lo- the living person, but also the dead person. So you've got the full frontal nudity. Oh right, they've so they've also got the the dead person. Hey, SPS, all their bases covered. Few <laughs> <laughs> sweetie subtitles down the bottom. We're laughing. The soccer going on in the background. You just need that nude bloke to bounce a header off the corpse, and you'd have the whole SPS pantheon. Thank you, Matt. Hello, Paul. Hello. Hey, how you doing? What's appalling you on TV, mate? Yeah, look, I was really annoyed, actually, with uh, Home and Away. I mean, you know, we're a young family. We sit down at 7 o'clock every night to watch Home and Away. That's and cute. 
few weeks ago they had the big helicopter crash and five of them get stuck in the wilderness somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, you know, three weeks we watched this garbage, no food, no drink. And then they all walk out of the, out of the uh, wilderness and no one's even died. Oh, it's, it's not often you can watch TV and see a helicopter accident and be furious that no one got killed. Don't you, uh, don't you hate it, Paul, when you sit down with your young family and no one dies on the TV? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what, they transcend into a love triangle. Like, who cares? Hey, Paul, <laughs> my favourite thing that any soap's ever done was on Home and Away was when Isabel Lucas started on there. And apparently the story goes, a producer saw her in Queensland and went, you're too beautiful not to be on television. Oh, yeah. We're going to put you in the show. <laughs> Can you act? No, that's fine. You'll just be a mute for the first three months. That's <laughs> right. If a TV producer comes up and says, you're too beautiful not to be on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, I just realised how sad I am. I haven't watched Home and Away since Alex Paps. That's a while ago, wasn't it? <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Hello, Andrew. G'day. How are you going? What's, uh, what's annoying you on television? Um, well, it's not actually annoying me. I, I, oh. I, just, I, I can't stand that ad. Um... The other 50s ad. Oh, the talking 50 one. Now, what on earth is that all about? Well, it's meant where to you be... get Where you get over 50s, yeah. uh, a, a panel of experts yeah. talking absolute crap, <laughs> and um, I just, yeah, every time it comes on, I just can't stand it, and what on earth is Wilbur Wilde talking about? <laughs> Can someone explain that to me? And Fifi, it is a pleasure to hear you at this time of day. Oh, that's, oh, that's nice. very kind. Thank you. <laughs> It's very early you bring for bring a smile to me, Dial, every time I hear you. Oh, oh that's, oh, that's so lovely. <laughs> nice. I appreciate it. Can you tell me what that ad's all about? I've well, never seen it. <laughs> to me, it looks like some blokes who couldn't get a TV show on. Yeah. So I thought, we'll just book 30-second <laughs> breaks in the ads, and we'll oh, do our TV yeah. show there. But you've got to be very quick. Yeah, I'll see you there in 20 years, guys. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, hello, Troy. Good man, very quickly, what's bothering you on the TV? Um, what annoys me is on the nomination shows, like on their Big Brother, is the amount of words that they make up that don't exist. <coughs> Excuse me, don't exist. <laughs> what are some of them that have got you this week? I think Crystal had the best one so far, where she said one of the other contestants made her feel insuperior. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not inferior, insuperior. I know. And there was another one with Ashley, who the other week said someone was over-mature that made him feel under-mature. Yeah. Yeah, I guess anyone, you know, would feel over-mature with Ashley's genitals pressing on their forehead. <laughs> Honestly. Well, that is an appalling load of TV. Thanks to everyone who called in. Thank you, Fifi Box, for helping us out today. Oh, my pleasure. I'd get hit, hit by a car for you any day. Oh, That's nice. That's preparation. Thank you. That's coming in with some gear. Uh, and I'll see you on your own program this afternoon. You will. We'll there see you at 4.30. How incestuous is this? Uh, yes, once again, thanks to everyone who helped us out today. And I think our key phrase, it's a long one, it's courtesy of Jeff Fennick. It's not, not a crime at all. Like I said, I can, I can be with Frank today and tell him to shoot you. If he shoots you and I, and I didn't mean to tell him, I'm just joking. They shoot me, you know? Just say he shot you. <laughs> Don't shoot me, Frank. That's for sure. But I'm just saying, if I told Frank to jump off the arbor, I've told you, mucking around at the front of the harbour bridge, you jump off the harbour bridge and you jump. I don't want you to jump off the harbour bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Unquote. And we'll be back tomorrow with Lawrence Lung. And it's all thanks to the van of the year, the Mercedes-Benz Vito. obviously completely absurd. It's puerile.